0: Let's get started. So ready. Okay, cool. Welcome to From Skirts to Scrubs. I'm Charlotte Bill. And I'm Alicia Cotian. And we are two medical students who are trying to figure out our place in medicine by looking to the past and looking to current events to try to understand the impact that they have on us as future physicians and as women in general. And we are so excited to have you. We're So, thankful that you're here with us, and let's get started. Yeah, first episode, woo! Okay, so, since we are recording this during the COVID-19 pandemic, we are going to start off with honoring our frontline workers through discussing the ancient origins of nursing. So, (laughs) Alicia. What are your initial thoughts, your feelings, your understandings of like how nursing began or what are your predictions? Okay. So to be honest, I actually know nothing (laughs) about the ancient origins of nursing. Like (laughs) when I think of ancient history, I'm not like, yeah, nurses. Like I love nurses. I love nurses. But when I think of them, I think of like Florence Nightingale and on, yeah, so anything before her, I really actually have no idea, but I'm sure that obviously they exist, but I guess when I imagine them, I'm just like, I'm imagining women usually are in some kind of like childbirth situation. That's kind of where my head is, like more like midwifery. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea if I'm close at all. <laughs> so I'm actually really excited to learn about this, because I think ancient history is obviously super cool. That's why we're here but yeah i don't know please tell me and like great me. yeah well it's great that you know literally nothing i'm going to tell you all <laughs> the things <laughs> um, so before we, but okay so before we jump into everything i do want to mention the sources used when studying ancient history and this applies to like this episode and all the episodes going forward that have to do with just ancient history in general because it is very difficult to find like clear concise sources about ancient history and find primary sources or firsthand accounts which are the most accurate way of studying history. So a lot of our information is going to be coming from like artifacts such as art and different tombs or broken shards of glass and if you're lucky maybe actual text. And when it comes to women, things get even more complicated. Women are rarely mentioned or like directly mentioned in any artifacts or texts, like I said, if we are lucky. Um, So the knowledge that a lot of historians have on women from ancient history comes from the empty spaces in literature because obviously women were there. We are half the population, but they weren't always recognized as being important or written about. So a lot of it comes from like assumptions and reading between the lines. So it's not the most amazing sources, but it's the best we have. And there are incredible historians that are literal job and life's passions is to study women in ancient history so they figure out how to do it. We still have some pretty incredible things that we can find. So with that, just kind of as a preface for all ancient history, we're going to jump headfirst into this history, starting off with the pharaohs of ancient Egypt. I'm so excited. I love the pharaohs. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's go. We got a lot of history to cover. Okay. So it is 2000 BCE or before the common era, which is the time distinction we're going to use. And you are a scribe and you're sitting down for a day of work to write out your hieroglyphics. And you have been tasked with the very important job of recording the stories of women who have nourished and cared for the pharaohs of great Egypt. So, Alicia. What do you think these hieroglyphics look like? Like, if you're imagining what <laughs> these women are doing, and for anyone who doesn't know, hieroglyphics were like this ancient form of writing for ancient Egypt, which were images that depicted words. So what do, you, what do you think these hieroglyphics look like of women who cared for the pharaohs? Okay. <laughs> you had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Maybe like, oh gosh, maybe like really like nurturing type of okay. um like imagery. Okay. So I guess this is so, so weird. <laughs> this is so not accurate. But my, the first thing that came to my mind was like a dove, <laughs> which there's literally no chance there are doves in ancient <laughs> Egypt. Oh no. <laughs> so I don't think uh, existed in that time. I'm sorry if this, I don't know anything about like bird birds really. So oh my maybe, God. But I don't think they did. But that's kind of where my head is going is like I'm imagining this very like nurturing like female figure. Um, I know the ancient Egyptians were super into cats and like women and cats. Maybe there's something there. So maybe it's like a lot of animal imagery. Okay. I don't know. Please help me. I I love where your head is at. That's very good thinking. But the hieroglyphics, (laughs) usually um, the ones that pertain to nursing were images depicting a woman caring for a child like in her lap or a child suckling a woman's breast. So a lot more straightforward than you were thinking. But that's okay. Wait, <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? That's okay. That's what, that's what we're here for. We're explaining things. Um, yeah, so these images are thought to represent childcare care and being a wet nurse or a nurse that um, breastfed children that were not their own. And as I'll explain, many depictions of nurses in ancient Egypt seem to be tied to wet nurses. Wet nurses were often depicted as goddesses um, nourishing and suckling the pharaohs. For example, one goddess by the name of Hathor. Sorry for my terrible pronunciation throughout this entire episode. Um, but she is commonly seen in divine birth scenes where King Tut the Third is suckling her breast. So that's usually how they're depicted. So Alicia, another question for you. What does this mm-hmm. tell you about wet nurses if they are often being perceived as goddesses who are praised and shown in various statues and paintings. Probably that they are really well respected in Egyptian society, that they're highly valued and cherished. Yes, Fashion exactly. Arc? Yes. No, you're exactly right. They're very important. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whether they were goddesses or just the real women, wet nurses were very important. In or mortal women, Um, They were often very close to the pharaohs, just as the goddesses were in those pictures. There are some words that refer to wet nurses that are very closely related to words that mean things like the royal tutor, so other servants of prominence. That kind of shows how important the wet nurses were. Also, one wet nurse by the name of Sitre was the wet nurse of the second female pharaoh, whose name was HaShasput. And I didn't even know that there was female pharaohs, so that was exciting. In itself, but her wet nurse was so highly regarded that when the queen died, uh, the wet nurse was then buried next to the queen's tomb with a coffin labeled "wet nurse" on it in ancient Egypt, oh. which is great. So that's if I if I'm correct, I think that's a huge honor for a wet nurse to be buried with your queen. It's amazing. So they were a big deal. Yeah. Sorry, I had a question. Yeah. So. What, just really quickly, was she, like the wet nurse, was she mummified next to the queen? I don't know. Like, is that what I you mean I buried? I couldn't find anything. And they didn't say like that she was buried in sarcophagus, which is like usually what okay. they would bury mum- mummies in, but I don't know if coffin. Like I couldn't find anything that really said that, but I was wondering the same thing. That would be even more special. If anyone is like a super <laughs> expert on... Egyptian Egyptian wet nurses, wet nurses. <laughs> this is we are waiting to hear from you we are dying yeah, we yet. are the audience for you um so yeah wet nurses were a big deal and there were mentions of dry nurses or nurses that don't breastfeed but these were usually men who assisted male physicians of the time um so wet nurses for us are kind of providing that inkling of the origins of modern nursing so pretty exciting so that's all we have for Egypt. And now we're going to jump ahead 1300 years, big jump, 700 BCE in ancient Greece. And the women are generally not really in the public eye here. They're usually staying home and within the home, they're even confined to the women's quarters. So it was expected mm. for women to stay inside the home out of sight of men who are not in their family and even stay in a specific part of the house. And because of the social position of women, their professions were often also tied to the home, meaning that any nursing activities where they would care for their children or their family were carried out in private, which kind of reduces how much information we have on them. But um, we do have some information on them. And that's because historians have referred to the word caring as uh, like a synonym for nursing almost because mm. think of nurses, like what do they usually do? They're, They're caring for others. That's a huge part of nursing. Caring is rooted in the pillars of nursing. It's the core mission of the profession. I looked up the actual definition of a nurse. It is someone who cares for the sick or someone in a hospital. They are caregivers who remove pain and discomfort. And while we're talking about the definition of a nursing, I'm going to go on a quick tangent that is related to nursing, but, um, it kind of explains it a little more. So I do want to talk about where, where the word nursing comes from. So it comes from nice. the Latin root um, "nutire," which means to nourish, to look over, and to breastfeed. But if you see that connection, mm. connection actually back to Egypt with the breastfeeding and the wet nurses. So you see, they were the origins of nursing. Um, also, there's a Turkish word and a Greek term, which neither I know how to pronounce, but they both um, represent nursing and represent the word sister, which is important for later. So remember that. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Your head, Cause we're going to, we're going to come back to that. But yeah. Little side tangent about different words that pertain to nursing, but now we're going to go back to the women. Okay. So women are stuck inside the house in Greece. So a lot of it's happening in there, but there were a couple mentions of women working in sanitariums or these Greek temples that were dedicated to the god of medicine, Asclepius. And in these temples, the sick would go to them, they would pray to the god there, and they would sleep in the temples in hope of being cured when they awoke. And there were often women there under specific titles of Zacharon and Nacaron. Mm-hmm. And these women cared for patients in the temples. So it was kind of that, it was the first time we're seeing a form of organized nursing where they're acting as nurses in one specific place. Now we're gonna jump into Rome. We're moving to ancient Rome in the first couple centuries of the common era. So we're out of before the common era, we're into the actual common era. we in the first couple centuries now. Okay. And we are gonna get into the juicy stuff. This is where the ball gets rolling on nurses. Great. Right. So remember what was that thing I told you to remember about the Greek and Turkish word that's used for nursing? Sisters. Sisters, yes, sisters. Okay, so we're not talking good. about a blood. <laughs> we're not talking about a blood sister. We're talking about a religious sister because the Catholic Church played a huge role in nursing. So sisters, nuns, mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Great. So basically, what happened in Rome is that the Catholic Church chose wealthy women, women or widows, to be deaconesses. Come on, Charlotte. It's not that hard. It's deaconesses. Get it together, girl. And these women were the predecessors to nurses. They tended to patients. They tended to the poor, to prisoners. They visited homes. They worked in hospitals. They were just all around extremely charitable women who worked alongside the Catholic Church. So now we're seeing the Catholic Church really pushing nursing. And by 400 CE, there were now. 40 deaconesses working as parish nurses in Constantinople or the capital of the Eastern empire of Rome. um, Which is a big increase to see that so many women are working in one place specifically for nursing. So it's becoming more organized. And of course this does not encompass all of the women of the time that were um, tied to nursing, but it shows how they were starting to grow. Mm -hmm. And. Of the that of this time, there are four very prominent women I want to mention in the realm of nursing. They're, they're great. So we're going to go through them all. Our first girl, Phoebe. Phoebe, great Phoebe. Phoebe is considered the first visiting slash district nurse, and she was mentioned in the Bible under Romans 16:1. So if you want to look her up and you have a Bible on hand, that's, that's where you're going to find her. Um, Check your nearest <laughs> hotel side table drawer yeah. and you can find Phoebe. Exactly. I don't have a Bible on hand, but uh. if you do, Romans 16, 1. And this is where the disciple Paul entrusted Phoebe to deliver a letter to the Romans. But she was, yes, considered mm. the first district nurse. So that's our first matron of nursing. Two, we have Fabiola, who had to be fabulous, I am sure. and she founded the first public slash Christian hospital in the fourth century, um, which is pretty great because I'm now I'm not a religious historian or any historian in any sense, but I'm pretty sure at this time, Christianity and Catholicism was trying to gain followers. So they were very accepting of other people, letting people into the hospital, which made it more public. So they would accept anyone of any faith um, as had tried to convert people. So. That was great for sick people at the time because they had a hospital to go to. So, shout out to Fabiola. And now, we're moving on to the last two of our four matrons of nursing. And these last two are great because they are literally saints. The Catholic Church made them saints. <laughs> <laughs> so, our first saint and our third matron was a woman by the name of Paula. She was the first nurse to be systematically trained and train other nurses. And she founded a hospital in Jerusalem. So now nursing is becoming more prominent more organized and now they're being trained in a systematic way. Awesome. And then our fourth and our final matron of nursing and our second saint is Marcella. And this wonderful human turned her very wealthy home into a monastery where she was teaching nurses Along sisters who lived there and she was considered the first nurse educator where she taught nursing as an art, which I think is very exciting because medicine is often referred to as an art in ancient texts as well. So it's really cool to see that nursing was given that same title and that same importance. So that was nursing in Rome. So that's about half our history. Do we need to review anything? Do you have any questions, Alicia? I guess I'm just wondering if you noticed in your research, if there was like a switch or like a time period where there was like a shift into when nursing became more about like caring for the sick and maybe not less so about caring for babies, because I know that that still happens, but was there a shift at any point? Yeah. So you noticed. I taking my knowledge of medical history from college. And what I've learned now, I think that shift really happened in ancient Rome because in Egypt and in Greece it was a lot more centered around that motherly role of taking care of children, of breastfeeding, like I said. In Greece they were in the home and taking care of family a lot. There were a couple instances where they weren't, but mostly it was focused in the family. And then in Rome we really see, you know, the church is now pushing nursing and pushing hospitals and things like that. And from what I've learned in the past is there's a reason that everyone knows about Rome, because it grew so quickly and became one of the greatest empires in history. And Rome itself as a city was ginormous for ancient time. It had about a million people in it, like very quickly in the beginning. And that is a ton of people in one place for ancient history. But when there hadn't been ever that many people in the same place at once the same city? That was like a disease's like greatest dream was to go to Rome. So diseases, uh. yeah, it was like <laughs> their study abroad plans for Rome <laughs> the disease. So diseases start popping up like crazy in Rome. And that's why medicine nice. really started to get the ball rolling in ancient Rome. Um, and I think I, if I had to assume I think that's why nursing started to be more prominent as well, just because the need was greater for taking care of sick people outside of just being sick in your own family's house. Yeah. That makes I sense. Assume. Okay. Yeah, Thank you. It made me think about it. Maybe really go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> okay. So before we continue down the road of nursing, which is mainly based in Europe, as you can probably see so far, um, we're going to take a quick tangent. And we're going to give an honorable mention to the first Muslim nurse. I'm going to do my very best to pronounce her name. It is Rufadia Bint Saad. Hi, everyone. This is Alicia. The way Charlotte meant to pronounce her name was something closer to Rafida Bint Saad. But I might not be correct either. We are just doing our best here. Okay, now back to the show. And she was born in the 7th century CE. She lived in Medina, and she was one of the first people to accept Islam from the Prophet Muhammad. Hmm. So she was. She knew what she was doing. So when the Islamic State was established, she decided that she wanted to take the skills from her father, who was a physician at the time, and start applying them to her own life as she decided to dedicate her life to caring for the sick. So she became a nurse, and she was a great one at that. She was known to be empathetic and a good teacher. she created a mobile clinic where she could service various communities and go out and help people who couldn't exactly come to her for nursing care. And she brought her fellow friends out to the battlefield and taught them how to care for soldiers. So mm. she was just working her butt off as a nurse and doing a great job of that. So because she's so great, she is a very important figure in Arabic nursing history and At the University of um, Bahrain, there's an annual prize every year that is awarded in her name at the nursing school. So she's really great. So she deserves all the honor and all the awards in her name. All right. So moving back to Europe. We are now in the early Middle Ages and Rome has fell. So sad. And all the intellectual activity with it. And why? Don't ask me why Rome fell, because there are five trillion reasons that every historian will give you. Um, So, any improvement in nursing was now pretty much completely tied to the churches, because even though Rome fell, the churches did not. As hospitals outside the churches were starting to decline with Rome and with intellectual activity, the emperor Charlemagne in the 700s CE decided that all hospitals were to be connected to churches and monasteries in Western and Central Europe. This created a space for there to be an increase in the nursing profession as the need increased. So now there's um, Mm. hospitals connected to churches. We're tying nursing to religion a little more, and the need for nursing is greater. And while that was going on in Western Europe, Eastern Europe was also seeing more facilities pop up under the Byzantine Empire. So, there are now facilities for elders, people with leprosy, asylums, and postnatal care facilities. There was even mentioned in a couple of hospital charters where nurses were mentioned as being salaried employees who provided psychological support, routine care, comfort, feeding and cleaning, and supervision in the absence of the physician, which I don't know about you, but that sounds Pretty dang accurate to what they do today. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> has anything even changed? Yeah. So nurses are killing it back then too. us doing the same thing, but it didn't prove. Okay, so now we're moving into the actual Renaissance. That was early Middle Ages. Rome had just fallen. Now we're in the actual Renaissance. So I don't know about you, but when I think of the Renaissance, I think of going to an art museum and there's that one room. Where like every single painting is Jesus and Mary, and Mary's holding Jesus, and they're all these like kind of dark images, but they have gold around them. And they're just, you know, they're all religious. And this is pretty accurate to this story as well. Because that is so funny, because that is not at all what I think of when I think of the Renaissance. (laughs) I literally think of (laughs) the Renaissance Fair. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Like and like hot dogs. Okay. Tell me you don't think of hot dogs when you think of the Renaissance. I forgot Renaissance, about like... the Renaissance Fair. It got canceled because of COVID-19, so I forgot his Okay. Okay, well, I want you to imagine the dark paintings of the Catholic Church with gold <laughs> on them. Okay. okay, so when the 13th century hit, we're in the peak of the Renaissance. There are over 200,000 nurses and commoners providing nursing services across 150 hospitals in Europe which is so great. That's so many nurses in Europe. So that's our goal. That's how great the nursing profession is doing. But there was also a little bit of a dark edge to this time. That's why the paintings have a little darkness over them. Because um, there was a little bit of a hit to nursing, as I would frame it. Because nurse, this is where nursing and medicine really diverged. They had a fork in the road and they went down mm. different parts of the fork. Medicine was advancing at this time and nursing remained the same, remain limited to basic caring duties. And not much more was improving as medicine was seeing radical improvement. So but overall there was pretty um, it was pretty much going well. It was still very much tied to the churches. You know, there was tons of nurses, lots of people being cared for great. The profession was expanding, hospitals were growing out of nonprofits. They were growing in local towns. You know, all was well. The profession was at peace. That is, at least until the 16th century, when the Fire Nation attacked. (laughs) (laughs) I can't contain myself. Oh, my God. I was not, not expecting that i've been waiting wow. for days to hit you with that one that was really good that was really good oh my i couldn't God. even hold it together For those of you that don't know i love 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 avatar the last airbender and charlotte is starting it and she just threw that at me and i just wasn't expecting it and it uh, that was great if you haven't seen avatar this is just a shameless plug for you. To yeah, watch it. Okay. I, I really you. tried to hold it together, but I started laughing as I said it. It was too funny. Okay. Yes, the Fire Nation <laughs> attack, or more like, okay, what actually what actually happened in the 16th century? The Fire Nation did not attack, but the Protestants did become more prominent. Um, the Protestantism was becoming the main religion over the Catholic Church, which meant that monasteries were now closed. And sisters, or the nuns, or the nurses—all the same person were leaving the nursing duties and going home because Protestants mainly believed, at the time, not saying they believe this now, that women should be at home with the children. So, nursing profession went back into private, as it was in ancient Greece, all those thousands and thousands of years ago. So, as the nurses and the sisters went home, there was now a gaping hole in the profession because. The trained nurses left. But that doesn't mean that there was just no sick people. The sick people were all there. They still needed people to care for them. So of course, other women started to take over and bless their souls. They had great intentions. They just wanted to help people. They were doing their best. But a lot of these women were undereducated, they were poor, they were illiterate, and they only had experience in caring for their own family. So this was essentially the fall of nursing because from 2500 BCE to the 1800s CE, which is over, I did the math, 4,300 years, so 4,300 years of history, the nursing profession was on the rise that whole thing time. Um, Women were gaining more independence throughout that time, so the profession was allowed to grow as they were supported by the church. Women were being recognized for their compassionate ways, and they were praised for their positive impact on communities as women literally being named saints, like actual, actual saints. But now, the profession began to fall as the profession was left to the lower class of women, leaving the nursing profession deemed a low role. A once respected position for a woman was now actively discouraged, and this is where the nursing profession had truly hit rock bottom. That is, at least, until one special lady spun it all around. But you're going to have to wait for part two of this nursing history to learn about how this next amazing woman revitalized this incredibly important profession. And at my friends <laughs> is the history of nursing. Oh my god! In ancient history. <laughs> applause, just like crowds of applause, amazing. like a blowing, lot of history. <laughs> Kisses at you, roses. That was i'm awesome. glad you that was liked so it cool i did not know any of that literally none i did not know any of it either not a <laughs> single thing <laughs> but i spent hours hours on the internet the yeah. internet has a great voice internet. yes yes so from there i think we're ready to hop into our discussion yeah later. yeah let's do that okay cool Alicia, what are your first thoughts? What are your feelings? That was a lot. That was literally almost 5,000 years of history to take in. So like, where's your head at? Good question. That was a lot of history. But I think what really ties it all together for me is even though there were so many moving parts, this is what was so cool is like, there were so many moving parts and like, obviously history doesn't Mm -hmm. occur in a vacuum things are constantly changing and like people change, cultures change. But even throughout all of that, there was this core aspect of nursing that Mm -hmm. didn't change. Like the etymology of nursing, like what you said that like nursing is caregiving, it's nourishing, it's like taking care of the sick. Those things didn't change over those 5,000 years. They just evolved and shifted with the times. And like, I think- that's what's so cool about it is from then to now, like there is that common thread. Yeah, you can like still said, see pairing it. Pairing is one of the pillars of nursing. I, one of my sources was actually a nursing textbook. I have no idea how I found it on the internet, but at the beginning of a textbook, you know, those pages that you literally never read and you just flip through It had, yeah, yeah those pages and they were going over the history of nursing and just talking about, that's where I learned about the matrons of nursing from ancient Rome and just clarified a couple of things. And they talked about how caring is just one of like the main pillars. Like it is the core of nursing is caring for someone else. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think it really stayed all throughout history and history changes a lot in how women were treated and perceived, you know, went up and down for every civilization. But yeah, that really stayed the thing throughout, which is cool. Yeah. I think that was the thing. That was the thing that, Kind of really stuck with me but there were little parts along the way that that stood out to me like I said I don't know that much about ancient ancient history like I think it's really cool to learn about Egyptian history Greek history Roman history but like I think and you can correct me if I'm wrong but like from my understanding of like for example Egyptian history and like Egyptian mm-hmm. ancient Egyptian culture is like They respected women. And we talked about this too, like how wet nurses were like highly respected and highly coveted. And then it kind of seemed like the more time went on, like once we got into like Greek history and then Roman, it became less about the value Uh of those women. What I really saw like a huge shift in was between the way that like nurses were coveted in ancient Greece and in ancient Egypt, excuse me. And then how that kind of changed and you said. The way that women were treated mm-hmm. in general, in like Greek, ancient Greek society, they were confined to a corner. They were kept away from men. They were really separated from society. They had a really tough time right. there, I imagine. In terms of nursing, especially like the sanitariums, like they had to take care of these patients, but like they didn't even really have mm-hmm. a place in society to like take care of themselves. and. That also struck me. That huge difference. It's just the way that the women were treated in that job changed. And that's interesting too, because another thing from ancient history that is very strange, as you may have mentioned when we or may have noticed when we went from ancient Egypt to ancient Greece, there was like a huge gap in time. I think it was like thirteen hundred years. Like it was like very big. And that's because ancient Egypt was flourishing at its utmost greatest when Greece was just a pile of mud with some um, tribes figuring it out. And Greece was doing really cool things in itself at that time, but it's not the ancient Greece that everyone thinks of when you say ancient Greece. It's a whole different thing. And during that time, ancient egypt doing great. And then there was this like dark period in ancient history where a lot of the civilizations around the Mediterranean the sea where Rome's on Greece is on, Egypt's on, all those ancient civilizations kind of went dark and no one really knows why there's like all these crazy theories of what happened like sea people attacked them crazy and then like these civilizations came out of it which were the ancient Greece, ancient Rome that you think of now and culture had like drastically changed Um, so I wonder if that played a role in how women were perceived because like you said they had they were more respected and had these roles that were very important in ancient Egypt. And then we had the next civilization and they're a lot more confined. um, Which I think just comes out of civilization and like what the people believed at the time, but I can't really say like why that happened. I do think it's interesting how that's, how the profession is tied to the women and how the women were perceived by men or by the government or by religion at that time like completely affected nursing like the women didn't really have a control any control over how they're perceived or how their profession was perceived which I think can even apply to like today right. in some instances right. of if you're a female in medicine whether you're a physician or a nurse like sometimes no matter what you do you can't be perceived like how you want to be sometimes it's still based in <clears throat> what Other people think you have to be as a nurse or you have to be as a doctor PA or whatever you are. Um, And they're like still stuck in that mindset and you can't really like pave a way for yourself without a lot of hard work or even with a lot of hard work, sometimes it doesn't work out. Okay. Um, One of my questions for you was, I think it's interesting and sad how the nursing profession reputation really fell. Um, especially when the profession became one of the lower class because not like the profession was non-existent they were still nurses it just wasn't highly regarded or seen as important and they were women of lower class and since they were women of lower class working it was thought to be a low position and I just think that's very interesting and like painful to hear about and break classes and I wondered if you had any thoughts on that any thoughts about how that might relate to like just different barriers in society today for people joining the healthcare profession. Yeah. I think I, I, I was kind of wondering why you decided to name the episode, like the rise and fall of nursing. Like I was so curious. Cause I was, I was like, nursing hasn't fallen. Like mm-hmm. there's still nurses, but after you explained it, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it is very. It's eye-opening to see that like juxtaposition or like that comparison between nursing being so highly coveted, being so highly regarded, when it was the it was this job that supported the Mm -hmm. pharaohs. And it was like very high, it was important to the church. And the church has so much power. Like when power and a a vocation come together, they're super valuable. But once that switched, that you Mm -hmm. could see the drop off. And I think. I think that kind of speaks a lot to, I mean, that still exists today. And I think that speaks a lot to the way that jobs like exist today and how there's always strata or there's always like different levels within like a workplace or within, I don't know, just different Mm -hmm. jobs that we have. For example, for nursing, like I think that nursing is a very highly respected Like career to have, yet right. It's so important, and yet it's so so undervalued. Oh yeah, people take nurses for granted.
1: Oh my goodness! Like
0: nothing can run without them. They are superstars. They work their butts. I know. This (laughs) makes me think of that one episode of Grey's Anatomy where the nurses had a strike and like literally. Oh my god! Everything went to up in flames. Like. (laughs) the hospital was not functioning. Yeah, they're so important. They're so important. And I think that's also what was interesting was like, even in the face of, you know, this fall, this decline of this like career or this job, people still, like women still Rose to the occasion and like filled up that space that yes. needed filling. Women from uneducated backgrounds, probably from small little towns, like came and they filled up that space that needed to be filled because they recognized the value and importance of having this mm-hmm. be a career Art, for them. Parts in society, and they saw its value. Like, yeah, and they felt like, okay, this is like a good way for me to move forward. And it was, but it's unfortunate that that is like shadowed in like the fall of nursing at, right? in this yeah. like era, of course. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was very poignant. It kind of is reflected in what we see today. Yeah. Even if it's not exactly the same, I still think that's relevant. Yeah, they are underrated. And it hurt when I saw that in the history that they had this fall. And it was a lot because of, you know, the church wanting women to be you know more modest and working at home and such but just the fact that lower women who of course were not actually lower this is how society perceived them um that caused the whole profession to be seen as this low profession that it wasn't respectable to be a nurse and that's crazy because it's a social construct in that idea And it's an incredibly important profession. If it wasn't important, it wouldn't stay around after it fell. Um, Yeah, I agree with, I think it has persisted a little bit today that people are saying, oh, you're just a nurse. Like you're only into nursing. Why not? Aren't you being a doctor and things like that? And it's, there is great value in nursing and for dedicating all of your time to taking care of another person. Yeah, I I totally agree. So as we talk about how much we love nurses. What do you think that we can take away from this as future physicians, as these two girls who are starting medical school in two months, what can we take away from this? (laughs) Um, We know, like, obviously, you know this, but when I studied women's studies in college, something that we talked about a lot is like this kind of like a buzzword or like a key word that I wanted to mention is Mm -hmm. agency and like autonomy, which kind of go together. They're very similar, but basically like to have agency means to have the ability or the choice, um, to make a decision Uh for yourself. So I think the thing about this whole topic of nursing and ancient nursing, um, something that I noticed throughout the whole thing is yes one that whole like idea of like nurses being nourishing and caring and empathetic but also like the role of nursing and women in nursing changed over time because of the way that women's agency mm-hmm, changed and like women are able or unable to make certain decisions in their lives based off of their surroundings and based off of who or what is controlling them in their lives But overall, the profession has stayed pretty constant despite all of that hardship that it has endured to continue Mm -hmm. persisting. Like, nursing still exists today. Even though there was this ancient rise and fall, I still think that like women took on their agency and every chance that they had, they still like took whatever agency they had, whether that was minimal or whether they had a lot of it. They took charge of it. And I think we have them to thank for the way the profession is now, because without that, we wouldn't have this profession of nursing. I agree. And I think it applies to even like us as future like female physicians, because who's to say that there would even be like females as physicians if they weren't seeing how um, these women who were nurses are working in the field of medicine and healthcare and how beneficial they were and how women could have a really important role in this field. And, you know, that might've led to more acceptance of us being able, or females in general, being able to explore the other sides of healthcare. But I also like how you talked about how, like, because women really persisted through all this time, it allowed the profession to persist. And I think that's just important for us to take in like ourselves. Yeah. Like the importance of persistence because it's going to be difficult. The fact that we already know that is so sad. The fact (laughs) that women have to prepare themselves, yeah, more just to know that you're going to be questioned a lot more for why you're in this profession than other people may be. But, you know, we're ready for it. We have our nurses to thank, to help us along. We will make it just like all those nurses did for those 5,000 years of up and down. Shout out to them. They really they really yeah, did they, that. They're great. We love them. Awesome. Do you have any last thoughts? I think I'm really excited to hear about the next part of the story. I'm excited to see where this goes because I think I have an idea, but again, what do I really know? I right. I mean <laughs> I know who this amazing woman woman was and is um that I will not say her name because you will learn next time, but she was pretty great and really turned around the whole profession into what we see today as nursing. So I'm also really excited to learn more about her and you know nursing today and more modern history other. Yeah. We'll have to see how it goes, but I'm looking forward to it for sure. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that awesome history, Charlotte. I loved it. it. So and And thank you, our listeners for joining in. Before we end, we just want to you know, reach out and say that we hope you enjoyed the episode. We would love, love, love to hear your feedback. So if there's anything that you um, noticed that we missed, if you're like an expert on this stuff, we absolutely want to hear from you. Um, You can email us at fromskirts2scrubs at gmail.com. But for us on our side, we would love if you could take a minute and subscribe to the Whatever podcasting app that you're using, um, feel free to subscribe. And if you could rate and review the podcast, that would be awesome just because it helps with um, visibility of the podcast. So it helps us show up on like more pages, the more reviews you leave and stuff. But just your support and just you listening in is enough for us. We love you and appreciate you so much. And we'd also really love for you to follow us on social media. We have an Instagram. At from Skirts to Scrubs. We also have a Facebook page that has the same handle from Skirts to Scrubs. We also have a website which is from SkirtoScrubs.com. Um, but on our website, you can find more information about Alicia and I, about podcasts, and you can find our sources. So if you're wondering where I found all this wonderful information today, we will have our sources linked in I think APA format. <laughs> if you would like to look into them more yourself. Amazing. Um, And so before we end, we just want to give a little cheers, give a little thank you to all the women who fought for us to be here where we are today. And may we do the same for those who come after us. And with that, we will see you next time. Yeah, bye guys. Bye, love you. Bye.